Welcome to the Stand Up Tragedy podcast. My name's Dave and I'm your host. Stand Up Tragedy have come back from the Edinburgh Festival, but we are still putting out audio that we recorded up there. So today's episode is the full hour of tragedy that we recorded on the 21st of August at the Banshee Labyrinth. So what you're going to hear is what happened then. Notes for you to remember are we're not there anymore, so don't turn up at the Banshee Labyrinth, even though I say that we're going to be there for a few more days. We're not. We're back in London. The next time you can see us live will be on the 25th of September at the Dog Star in Brixton from 7.30. It's going to be pay what you like, and basically it's going to be like all of our Edinburgh friends coming down or uh, coming across, depending on where they're coming from to perform for us on our stage so it's kind of a best of of the edinburgh experience so if you've been enjoying our edinburgh episodes come along and see that show the other thing to remember is obviously you're not there live you can't put any money in the hat at the end of the the night but if you have enjoyed the audio that we've put out for free or you came to see our show in edinburgh feel free to continue to donate to the tragedy to keep the tragedy going You can do that by going over to www.standuptragedy.co.uk where there's a PayPal link. So that's all the sadmin done for here. There'll be a bit more in the show coming up. So I'm going to be talking for a little bit longer live. So I'm going to stop talking now in pre-recorded form. Sit back, relax and enjoy the tragedy. Hello, everybody. Nice. Welcome to Stand Up Tragedy. My name's Dave and I'm your host. Now what we do at Stand Up Tragedy is we find, well here in Edinburgh we find five really excellent performers from different genres and we take them and we say come and stand on this stage and do some tragedy. So we, we, we talk to comedians, to spoken word artists, storytellers, uh, musicians and more. And that the only requirement is that they do really good stuff. Uh, but then, uh, and then they make it tragic when they come on our stage. So that's how we select them. They do good stuff and then they make it tragic here. So that's what we do. We are a live show and we are also a podcast. So you can find us kind of anywhere that podcasts go out uh, online to hang out with each other, like iTunes, the Stitcher Smart Radio app or SoundCloud, those kind of places. And yes, we make people laugh until they cry and cry until they laugh here at Stand Up Tragedy. Um, now, one thing I like to, to say to people at this, this point in the show is that tragedy obviously uh, could very well cover some dark themes. Uh, so, you know, death and despair and misery will be talked about. You know, you walk down the street, something bad could happen to you at any time, right? Uh, but here in this room, something bad probably has happened to some people up on this stage and they're going to tell you about it. So that's kind of a thing to know, to be aware of, right? It's always good to be prepared when we're going into the darkness so that we can come out to the light on the other side. So um, that's uh, that's the uh, that's the introduction. Now we kind of come to the sadmin section of the show, where I'm going to go through a few things that we have kind of on offer for you here at Stand Up Tragedy. So we run this show down in London, uh, and we sort of do it as a monthly and themed show uh, down there. And uh, in the last of our London shows, we asked a really talented guy called Joe Barrett to design for us the scent of tragedy. And here it is, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the Centre Tragedy. So um, you can find out more about what he does at muteandinvisible.com. But what he did for us is he designed three different scents of tragedy and the audience voted for which one was the official uh, scent of tragedy. And uh, so he, the, the ones that lost were tragic, the smell of a tragic drunk and uh, the smell of tragic war. Uh, they were much more unpleasant smells. So we're glad this one won. Uh, So now I'm going to spray for you uh, around the room the fragrance, the scent of tragedy. So let's have a little go over here. (laughs) Don't be afraid of the tragedy, everyone. (laughs) The tragedy will diffuse. If you're finding the smell of tragedy (laughs) overpowering, it will pass. And we've averted some tragedies because nobody's had an allergic reaction. So far, we're doing well. It's been, we've been 22 of these, and yeah, uh, no one's had an allergic reaction yet. Um, 
So now the, the scent of tragedy that was chosen by the audience is supposed to smell of the sort of scent of freshly clean and, uh, you know, fresh bed linen. Uh, now, it doesn't sound very tragic, does it? It's like, well, but the idea behind it is kind of the time when you smell the smell of a freshly washed, crisp sheets is maybe when your partner has left you or when your partner has, has died. Could be that. So uh, that's the idea that sort of trans... And, and that's what we like to sort of think of ourselves as at Stand Up Tragedy, is the kind of the sweet scent uh, at the heart of the despair. So that's what we're here. That's what we're here. That's what we're going to do tonight. Um, the, the, so if you put £10 into the hat at the end of the night, you can get the uh, scent of tragedy. This is the last sense of tragedy left. So it's a, it's a very uh, prized possession. Uh, although if you do want to, to, uh, to, 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 to buy it uh, from us and give £10, we'll take your names and we'll, and we'll send them to you. Um, so yes, so that's, that's how that works. Um, the other thing that we have on offer for you are these. These are tragic snaps. Now inside each one of these party poppers is a tiny, very short, tragic story. And when you pop it, the tragedy appears, you know? explodes onto the scene. So um, that's what you can get if you put a couple of uh, pounds into our hat at the end. Uh, and uh, the last bit of, uh, of sadmin to cover is we like tragedy in, in all its forms, in party poppers, in sense, in performance. Uh, we also like it in, the, in written form and we relaunched our blog before we came up to Edinburgh and uh, we are publishing uh, short fiction and poetry and non-fiction uh, around the ideas and themes of tragedy. Uh, so that's that's it. You can find that at www.standuptragedy.co.uk and uh, that's the portal for all things Stand Up Tragedy. And now we're going to get to something exciting. We're going to have some actual somebody else doing something more interesting than, than admin. We're going to have, how, how exciting is that? Better than admin? Wow, this is going to be a great show. It's going to be better than admin. Um, so yes, so our first uh, performer who's going to uh, perform for you today is, uh, he normally is up, up here at the moment doing uh, a children's show called Disgus Disgusting Songs for Revolting Children and Other Funny Stories at uh, 4.45 at the Pleasance Courtyard. He won't be doing children's songs for you now. He'll be doing tragic songs songs for you now. Put your hands together everybody for Jay Foreman! Yay! Hello! Thank you Dave. How are we all? Are we well? Yeah. That's the wrong answer. This is stand-up tragedy. How are we all? Are we well? No! no. Excellent. So uh, yeah, like Dave said, uh, I'm up here at the Pleasance doing a, uh, a kids show and I tell you, it is such a relief to be able to fucking swear. So this is going to be as usual, I love doing this gig because it means I can play the songs that are normally far too sad for children. And here comes the first one. I paid my cleaner to kill my cat. <laughs> my second song, ladies and gentlemen, it's all about losing my faith. <laughs> In a world of noise and ignorance, there's a place called Radio 4, where they calmly tell you just what you need to know. But the last time I tuned in, I heard someone's voice I knew from before. He went to school with me in the year below I don't know what to think anymore I don't believe in radio for a simmer I can't accept the authority Of someone who used to be younger than me I don't think I'll tune in anymore I don't believe in radio for it never will be the same to me. All the world made sense and we were safe till I last heard radio for the human endeavor showed signs of doing well. I just can't love anymore If 
crying shorty McDan drives there as well I don't know who I trust anymore I don't believe in radio for a simple human's fallible views can't be true and it can't be the news nowhere to look I stare at the floor I don't believe in radio for I don't believe in the BBC I don't have any faith anymore I don't believe in radio for I'll have to face the world on my own Slightly scared and so very alone What will I use my radio for? I don't believe in radio for I'm certainly not in radio you die whilst we're having sex perchance I'll finish myself off before I call the ambulance <laughs> Bloody hell, bloody hell the world is awful Well there's killing and starvation and injustice and religion everywhere Everything Everything is looking dreary There's too many people in the world And far too much pollution in the air Everything I used to love has turned to shit All the world's gone bankrupt now And it doesn't look like things can soon improve I'm noticeably older than I was Definitely fatter just because I no longer feel the need to move you so depressed what do you do when you've lost the motivation to get dressed pretend that you are happy and smile when you're feeling blue if you pretend you're happy you'll start to believe it's true it's better to fake a smile than fill the world with woe so just pretend you're happy and nobody will know <laughs> bloody hell bloody hell the world is scary cause there's nothing but corruption and destruction and reality tv every day every day i slowly realize every single thing i used to know and trust is run by people just like me one at a time I'm losing touch with my former friends And lately it seems I never ring the contacts in my phone Every time I breathe it could be my last breath And I'm getting closer to my death For which I will probably be alone Well what do you do when you've lost all the ambitions you once had? What do you do when the slightest inconvenience makes you sad? Pretend that you are happy and smile when you're feeling down If your friends think you're happy, they'll still want you around You'll realise it's important to be glad with what you've got So just pretend you're happy and shut up if you're not Smile! Pretend that you are happy and smile when you're feeling blue if you pretend you're happy, you'll start to believe it's true. It's better to fake a smile than fill the world with woe. So just pretend you're happy and nobody will know. David Mitchell, David Mitchell, you'll replace Stephen Fry when he dies. One more?
Okay, basically, here's, uh, here's one more song I'm going to do. But before I play the last song, I'm just going to say, uh, you've been wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, is it okay if I do a shameless plug? Uh, I've basically, uh, this is a bit embarrassing, but um, I've, I've brought merchandise. So if you want to take these songs home with you on your iPod, then I'm selling my CDs. Uh, they contain all of these songs, plus loads more I didn't have time for. You get 20 songs for £5. If you think 20 songs for £5 is good value for a CD at the Fringe, make some noise! Oh, thank you. You all said yes. Anyway, this last, uh, this last song I'm going to play you is all about how believing in nothing and nothing matters. Here we go. Years ago, back when I was a teacher, I was teaching my class about light. Infrared on the left of the spectrum, through to ultraviolet on the right. I showed them the primary colours and drew circles of blue, green and red. I explained that each shade had its own frequency and the pupils wrote down what I said. While the class settled down to their homework, one curious boy raised his hand. He looked troubled with eyes open wide, so I asked, is there something you don't understand? Does that mean that there are no more colours? Does that mean that I've seen everyone? I'd hoped one day to find shades to just blow my mind, but I'll never have that kind of fun. If there really aren't any more colours, and there'll never be new ones to see, all this time it would seem it was pointless to dream and the world seems less colourful to me. Well, I just didn't know what to tell him as he stared at me expectantly. Did he know that I felt just the same way as him the day my science teacher told me? not true that there are no more colours It's not true that you've seen every shade All the reds and the greens and the vast in-betweens Can be blended in endless new ways There's an infinite number of colours That can shock and delight and surprise You can have any shade when you know how it's made And it's only a trick of the eye Thank you very much, I've been Jay Foreman. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Jay Foreman, everybody. It's looking at me funny, that microphone. Right. Right, our next performer, uh, she's, uh, well, I've, I've known her for years, and then we had her last year uh, up for the Edinburgh Festival, um, not as far up from, as, as we are, she's, she's from further north than we are, so that's good, um, but, uh, but yeah, it was great to have her uh, come on stage last year, and I didn't know how she was going to be, and she blew me away, so uh, maybe I'm bigging her up too much now, she probably would like me to not, but I don't know, you can find her at Louise the Poets on uh, Twitter if you'd like to hear more of her poetry um, and put your hands together everybody for Louise Fazakali hello welcome um, okay so I'm a poet I'll do some poems um, this first one is um, about a guy down our street who was uh, an ex-marine microscope no curtains in his window, no internal doors, an out-of-tune piano on bare floor boards. This winter, wasps swarmed in our street like a sneeze against the skyline, magnified, black, buzz, 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 buzzing, a tornado in his chimney stack. The council come to help him out. He barricades the door, nips out the back, down the backs, round the corner to the corner shop. He's got a B 
in his bonnet, full of loose chains and foreign coins. He's five p short of the full amount. He walks back up our street, his carrier bag full of boxes shaped like packs of pills to cure his pneumonia. What have you got there? A neighbour asks. Forty boxes of toothpaste, he replies, one for every year. I'll use it to fill the holes to keep the wasps out. Past Halloween, but there's still bats in his belfry. Past Christmas now, though the Christmas decks have been up all year, half man, half beard. He's got eyes of mercury, drawings stuck to the window pane. Outside of art, insane. Insane just like the Turner Prize. Insane just like an artist's eyes. No curtains in the window, but there's a rug up on the floor. An old lad up the street has given him a teller and showed him how to hang a door. Mr Wasp pays him back in weeding, or maybe weed, but the piano's sounding more in tune. His playing pulls us out onto the street. We talk from front doors for five minutes. Smiles are contagious. Technology retreats. Through my double glazing and a hush of carpets, I hear a call. Today is in jeans and jacket and bare feet gripping the street. Have you got a tin, mate? A neighbour gets one from the back kitchen, then onto next door, but one rat a tat tat. Check me out in my new hat. He's wearing a silver plastic robot helmet. It hides his face and his head. Some neighbours like meerkats having a peep. Some neighbours like monkeys screech. All excited now, what's he gonna do next? This cuckoo in our nest. He was sectioned on the ward. He's not sectioned on this street. Someone calls the PCSO, who is kind. Someone rings his sister. And the kids call him Mr Wasp and I admire his dress sense and he speaks sense when he's not lost in the buzz and the nonsense. It's not exactly contagious. He's got a bee in his bonnet. It's not exactly contagious. He's got bats in his belfry. And we all get stung from time to time with wasps, wasps in our chimney breasts and we ward ourselves against bad thoughts with family or friends or strangers and helpers and walking or making or painting and talking. More talking please. More making please. Because every winter summer string in every street wasps swarm like a sneeze. Where's the tragedy in that, really? It's got a bit of a happy ending, but it's, it's where's truth and where's fiction? I would give it a happy ending for a happy show that I had to write for. So, I mean, I think the truth is that no one showed him to Angador, and I don't think people do talk to him. So, that's something that, do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, the original version of that poem was much sadder. Um, I write a lot of stuff with a military theme because uh, my ex um, was a soldier and I'm writing a show called Love is a Battlefield. Um, I've got a little commission for Radio Free, which is exciting. Um, so I, ooh, I know, Radio Free. Um, so um, I thought I'd do two poems um, part of that show. Um, so um, this first one is Daddy's Boat. Daddy's Boat. She made you a little boat with a margarine top bottom and an orange paper sale. I can't fold that into a British Forces post office email. You missed her first day at school. You missed his nativity play. Six months tour. Your theatre is war. You ring insecure on an unsecure line. I witter on house, kids, work, omitting drinks with a male friend, paranoid thoughts another insurgent 
Your letters bleed a sleepless hell of gunshot wounds and hobbled little boys. Patch them up and send them on to guns, not toys. And I can't think straight about the things you're learning while she is learning. What you're destroying while he is creating. I'm almost hating you, the Ernie and this world. Shake myself and get a grip. There must be more to life than this. With a bright idea and a bit of hope. I take this childish, fragile boat. Get a shoebox to send to Afghanistan, tissue paper crumpled in. I can't let you sink. I need you to swim. So put all your death-long days and your loneliness and all the scurry stuff into this boat she made for you. The love should stop it seeping through. Oh, somebody stop this happening to us. Somebody stop this happening to me. When you come home, we'll launch that boat and you and I will be free. when someone's away like that and you look at pictures and one of, one of the pictures I looked at was a picture of it in his passing out parade so you know when you first become your soldier and all your family gets to see you pass out and um, so I wrote this um, passing out parade 1998 if this were a wedding picture you'd be marrying your dad centre stage his hair like a yard brush his tash like a prison officer's chief bridesmaid your poor mum, the awkward angles of her crap blue suit. I see you managed to get your brother out of the pub, right wing. Your sister is meek, beautiful and mute. Downstage left, Barbie stands, instead of me. Big jugged and bright, she's on her way out, the great escape. And you are too narrow, peak cap jammed on. I can't see your eyes. I don't know you yet. Your backward family all face forward and no one touches. Peg dolls, the lot of you. Yet another one-sided conversation. I'd like to finish with um, going from the like tragedies like war to the little tragedies. Um, this is two poems stuck together that I call Late for Life. Um, for when you've not spoke up when someone said something homophobic or racist. For when you're sick of working in your shit office. Um, stuck unsaid. I think I've bitten my tongue too many times, you see. I've stopped it dead and left things stuck unsaid so many stupid, tired times that now it seems to be coming away at the seams and reams of words are flailing, raving at the misplaced connection where sentences trail off, get mixed up, lost in some severed space in a place where conversations directed all wrong and before I know what's going on I'm sat mute in a taxi, the driver leaning in, insatiable, spitting at me words like asylum seeker, wife, beaters, women drivers, forged fibers. I take a breath to gather my thoughts, I'll show him. Only I'm wretching. Nothing comes out, because in this glut of shameful, swollen silences, I've swallowed, swallowed, swallowed that stunted tongue. And then I'm jumping out of the taxi, I'm running for the train. This is the commuters. Bodies, clot, clot, clotted together, legs knotted, faces blotched and blotted. We commute. Stood up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Pulses, pulse, sweat, glands, seep. Lego men and were, were Barbies. Office chic, were office sheep. And I'm just a mouse on a wheel, strapped for cash, so I've strapped on the blinkers, become a company thinker. I've stopped the drastic rewire. I've stopped dreaming big dreams. Now I just tinker. I'm part of the team. Tap, 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 fingers do the walking. Tap, 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 headset, mindset does the talking. This plastic cell 
corrupts with stealth. Commuter, computer, commuter, computer, commuter, computer. We begin to hate the rain, and I love the rain. Tap, 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 it pours on my window, and out I rush to stand with the smokers. Face upwards, gleeful, my cheeks are wet, my cold hands wings, and yes, these are a few of my favourite things, colleagues. Don't straight jacket me back inside. Don't make me sing your company song. I'm not a commuter. I don't belong. Louise Pizzacli. The first time I brought a show up to Edinburgh, she was in that show and that was a, a great time too. All uh, right, so enough of my uh, nostalgia. Let's get some tra 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 tragedy. Right, nostalgia's not that tragic. Well, it kind of it kind of is, I guess. Uh, anyway, our next performance uh, are Joe Murphy and Polly McLean. <clears throat> okay, did you want to not have a Okay, hello everyone. Uh, I'm Joe, this is Polly, and this is uh, this song's called Danny's Room. Shall we do with Danny's room? Find a paintbrush, find a broom. Shall we give his things away? Paint the walls till they're empty. Shall we keep it all locked away? Just as it is in our memory.
thanks very much. Um, I forgot to mention last night, but we do have a few CDs and we've got a main list. Uh, uh, this is called, um, what are we doing next? Move Carmelita. Move Carmelita. And actually, we, um, not last night, the night before, we were in a restaurant and there was a pudding called Carabolita, which disturbed us. But this song's not about ice cream. No. <laughs> I don't think, well, you wrote it, it's not about ice cream. It's not about ice cream. This was the last song. Right, um. Joe Murphy and it's Polly McLean. Got her name wrong yesterday. We had to get a call them. They're in two separate bands. Let's uh, look out for Sergeant Buzz Buzz and uh, Slate Island. Microphones don't have it in for me. Oh, well, they do have it in for me this week, really, quite strongly. But never mind that. Our next performer, she's doing a show called Asking Nicely at the Stafford Centre at 6.15. Uh, it's, a, it's going to be an amazing show because I've heard bits of it. I can't really see it because I'm flying before this, but I really want to see it. So you should go and see it for me, people who are not me. Right, put your hands together for Hannah Hutzman!
How are we doing? Has everybody been having a good fringe? Yeah. Yeah. I'd just like to remind you that it will end. <laughs> um, this poem is called Tonight, and because you guys podcast it, I feel the need to specify that I wrote this two years ago, the last time I was up at the fringe. This is not any reflection on current colleagues. Um, but uh, two years ago, I was having the best time at the fringe, but I also had the worst job in the world. I've had boring jobs, I've had jobs with difficult commutes, and I've had jobs with horrible colleagues, but I'd never had all three together before. Oh, and bad pay. Um, and it was, a, it was such a bad job that I actually created a sarcastic game in my head called Shithead Bingo, which was, I would make, at the beginning of the week, a list of five disadvantaged groups, or groups who are obvious bad punchlines. Let's say sexual assault victims, Asian drivers, and people with disabilities. And if they were the punchlines of my colleagues' jokes that week, if you managed to tick off all five, you would shout, FULL HOUSE! Fuck you guys! And throw your monitor out the window and leave in a victory parade of security. Um, but at the same time that I had the worst job I've ever had in my life, I was also having the best time at the fringe, and it was strange. Um, this poem is called Tonight. Tonight is alright. Tonight the talk is shining bright. Tonight I'm brimming, blissed out grinning, at my reflection under pub bathroom light. Tonight, the booze has flowed. Tonight, we opened ourselves and showed the things we love that give us meaning, trusting each other with handfuls of gleaming stuff. It's just stuff, but damn, this is good. And you shared yours with me, and we understood that these are the things we slug our guts out for. They wear us right down, but they also restore. Tonight will not be... Tonight will not translate to those that weren't here. Tonight would not be tonight without 8% beer. But tonight we remember the things we hold dear and find others who care, who are willing to fight the doubt and the day job that dull down the light. Tonight was brought to us by the pronouns you, I, us, and we. And fuck them, forget them. They can't get us here. Those who give nothing except the odd sneer. Because tonight is electric. Tonight we are wired. Tonight we plot movements. We dream big and inspired. Tonight we few are joining the dots, throwing all of our skills into the pot. Tonight we look around and see, holy cow, we have got enough. We could actually do this. It won't be fast, cheap or easy, but we could actually do this. You guys, are you with me? Yes. Because these are the things that I will give my all, but I hate my day job. And at work, I will scrawl poetry on post-it notes, chug coffee just to stay awake, because they have no claim on the night. That is time they won't take. The night time is not always the time for TV or sleep. The night time is the time that we have to keep the dream alive. Is where we talk right and slam. The night is where I do what I love and I know who I am. But tonight is a Friday with late opening hours. Tonight we cannot be killed by conventional powers. Tonight I'm so drunk I'm just holding on. And if I was smart I'd go home. But that would be wrong. <laughs> because real life is now. It's happening right here. And I shouldn't, but yeah, just a half more of beer. And the hangover debtor is already calling, knocking on walls of my head, but inside I'm still scrolling down poems and lyrics and plans. Because tonight is all right. Tonight the talk is shining bright. Tonight I'm brimming, blissed out grinning at myself in the mirror under pub bathroom light. So, you know, enjoy it while you got it. You've got to go to work soon. Um, <laughs> um, I love uh, stand-up tragedy as a concept because I think most performers have one or two depressing ones, and they're like, yeah, so if I break that out, then I have to have up and up either side. Just can, can just depress the hell out of you. It's great. Um, so, this one is called I Called You Captain. This is for anyone whose friendship, house share, relationship, whatever, is going to tits up. The good times we shared were worth weathering some storms for. 
So I cling on in my crow's nest, spying for when the view will clear, but we've been at sea for months, and our goodwill supplies are running low. I had more stashed, so I restocked on the sly. Fresh water, rum, biscuits and bog roll, but we're still going to run out. And you still consume like there is no lack. You still drink like you don't care if you are left with only salt water. I wait for the circumstances which were your excuses to bleed out, to float belly up, to be dead and done. I harpooned them one by one so we could steer back to clear waters, balmy winds, back to when you were kind. The tongue lashings were funny once, but lately they've been growing crueler. Lately they are all whip and no wit. I scrub the deck, scrub pots and pans, will kick myself later for taking it lying down, but at the time, it's just my most recent attempt to mend our sails. At the time, I never know that this is the last straw. The same way your keys are always in the last place you look, only because that's when you stop looking. I have become bookkeeper, logging the long list of small slights, of favours given and never returned. And I see if we do break apart, we will never break even, because you have a lifeboat. You have no need to settle this debt. I will float on flotsam. You won't even get wet. In the thin grey light of day, I start to spy the end of our journey, cold and clear as the dawn. You just don't care. You'd let this ship drift anywhere. I have been skeleton crew for us both. You won't lift a finger to steer this. I am weary, weepy, wondering why I ever called you Captain. I heard a in the audience. Excellent. <laughs> Having an impact. Um, this final one is from my <coughs> de debut pamphlet. <coughs> Four pounds. Reasonable. Um, um, this book is, uh, it was crowdfunded by a bunch of people, including, I think Dave donated to it and shouted out about it. Um, thank you everyone, it is my baby and I'm very happy with it. Um, it is dedicated to the people who crowdfunded it and also to my fairy godmother. Everyone should have one. Fairy godmothers are the best. Um, this final piece uh, is called Primark. I have nothing to wear. It's the day before your funeral, and I am in Primark, looking for something pink or sparkly, buying too many butterfly hair, hair clips because I can't summarise you in one. And I don't know why I'm apparently trying to summarise you in hair clips. It's the day before your funeral, and I am titting about in fucking Primark with fucking hair clips. And it's dumb, and it's frivolous, and it's goofy, and I know you'd understand. I have happy stuff too. <laughs> Thank you very much. And it's just for everybody. Yeah. I can't really say that word, but I, I like her poetry anyway, even if I can't say. Hutzpah, Hutzpah. Hock it up. right. Remember that. So, our last performer of the evening is uh, Someone who's worked with with Stand Up Tragedy for a, a long time since we've been sort of started. She's been involved. We really love what she does. She's doing a uh, comedy show at three fifteen. Uh, the last one is tomorrow. That's see you next Thursday or Cunth, uh for short. Uh, that's not, uh, her abbreviation, not mine, but I do support it. Uh, so, uh, and uh, that's an electric circus. So, put your hands together for Charlie Harrison. too weird um like because i've just been gigging today like mainly doing pop jokes and it's really nice to like, come to a place that dave's created where like you don't have to and you can talk about truth so thank you very much dave and thanks everyone for coming give yourself a round of applause yeah, uh, 
So, uh, what's quite tragic is that my last day, my last night in Edinburgh tonight, which is, yeah, and that's probably, I've been getting a bit teary, like, on the side there, and I don't know if it's all the road wine or, or the, it, partly some of the performances as well, it's all sort of got to me. Um, but I have learnt a lot since being here, it's been quite nice. Um, I've learnt the seagulls here, they're massive, aren't they? Big. Um, I've learnt that lots of people in Scotland are big fans of the progressive 70s rock band Yes. <laughs> I, I just thought they'd had their day, but in Scotland, <laughs> they're loving them. I've also learned, I've also learned that um, talent isn't sexually transmittable. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, like, all the comedians I've slept with, and still they're all really unfunny. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks guys. But I'm not here, I'm not here to make you laugh. I've actually, I wanted to talk about something today uh, to do with tragedy. I wanted to say a bit of the story. Like, you can laugh if you want, that's, that's okay, but you're not expected to. So, um, I was sort of reflecting, as it's my last day in the Fringe, uh, I was reflecting about what this Fringe was like. I think a lot of it was characterised for many people by the tragedy of Robin Williams' suicide. Now a lot of people, if you're like me, you have a lot of comedian friends on Facebook like, rushing to tell the first joke about it, you know, can't believe he's gone, Angels was such a classic. You know, a little bit distasteful. Other people doing like really amazing write-ups about it. But the way I feel is that it's everyone just trying to put meaning onto something which in my view is tragically meaningless. So two years ago this summer my best friend killed herself and I've still not found the meaning in it and I'm going to give you a sort of example of this now. Last weekend I was at this festival called Wilderness. Uh, I ran into her dad and it went a bit like this. Hi Adrian, hi, hi Charlie, how's it going? My friend's called Nush by the way, that's important. Uh, hi, hi Charlie, how's it going? Uh, yeah, good, yeah. This was, this was Nush's favourite festival, you know. I said, yeah, yeah, I know. My friend that was with me went, you're very brave, Adrian. And then there was this awkward, horrible pause. And then I said, did you know that the Pixies are on the main stage at 2pm? <laughs> Like, don't judge me. Like, I, I, I don't even like the Pixies. <laughs> I don't. I really don't like them. I don't even like music festivals that much. <laughs> uh, but I've never been very good at the whole tilt your head, say you're very brave thing. Because what does that even mean? Brave? Like, is it just something we say to each other when you're in a shit situation and you want to compliment someone? Um, so, yeah, I haven't really found meaning in it. The only thing I have, that, the way it has affected me, I guess, has been the fact that like, I worry about people around me. I worry that people around me are gonna kill themselves, which might sound odd, but I just sometimes get this urge that we should like all hold hands and uh, you know, make an anti-suicide pact of sorts and just you know, convince each other, like, we'll, just, we'll just stick it out to the end. Should we just do that? You know? And then everyone's like, Charlie, you're ruining the engagement party. Not <laughs> <laughs> the vibe they wanted. <laughs> but I haven't really found meaning, but I have found one thing. And it was at Nisha's funeral. So, uh, like, I did the same awkward chat with her dad, but I was sat at Nisha's funeral at the back of my friend Dave, my really good friend Dave. We've got quite an English relationship. We don't really hug or anything like that. We kind of just chat to each other. And, and when we went to the funeral, it was really awful. People that we knew in front of us crying, crying, crying. We stayed very, very stoic until they played Somewhere Over the Rainbow, which just, you know, and we found ourselves hold, holding on to each other and just weeping. And we left the chapel and we were outside and there was this awkward moment. You get them at weddings as well where people just don't really know what to do. Um, and I saw this woman. She had a bum bag on, Chinese lady. She hadn't been in the chapel. With a video camera. <laughs> Just filming. And I turn to Dave and I say, Who films a funeral? <laughs> and um, then he turns to me and he says, I don't know, Chinese people? <laughs> <laughs> and in that weird, bizarre, and racially inappropriate moment, 
It was like a tranquilizer hit me and both of us and we doubled up laughing and our tears of mourning from the chapel just then turned to these tears of hysteria and we were like bent over laughing like, like that scene from Mary Poppins, laughing like we couldn't disguise it like it was crying. It was proper, <laughs> proper laughing like that. As we were laughing like that, said Chinese lady, hands over <laughs> with the camera. So you know that when she, I don't know when you watch funeral videos, but <laughs> when she does Christmas, Easter, I don't know, when you when she does watch that, there's going to be the, the, the ceremony or whatever she filmed, and then this, this crazy moment where these two people are having the time of their lives, <laughs> putting the fun back into funeral. Um, <laughs> but I guess, I guess what that taught me really was that like, yeah, I haven't found meaning. I haven't found meaning in it. I can't say anything to a dad unless you because I just think the situation is shit and there's nothing that we can say to make it all right. But what I have found is that when something funny happens or when we laugh together, for me, at least, momentarily, I feel like meaning is completely crystal clear. And momentarily, we transcend the bleakness of life. And that is basically why I'm at Edinburgh and why I like joking and telling jokes um, because I think, yeah, that's that's what's basically made my fringe. And yeah, that's, that's my story. <laughs> Thank you! Charlie Harrison, everybody. It's been such a pleasure to know her and watch her get better and better at comedy and better and better at tragedy and such a brilliant uh, ending for the show. I think we'll all agree. Now, uh, now is the time when some dramatic music comes on behind me. And uh, maybe. And I, uh, I remind you all about, uh, remember at the beginning of the show, some of you weren't even here, uh, the, the, there, I was doing a sort of saddening section and I was pointing out if you put £10 in the hat, you can purchase the scent of tragedy. If you put a couple of coins into that, you can get a tragic snap. Now, it costs nothing to get in here. This is part of the free fringe. So you don't have to pay anything when you leave. But uh, you can, if you want to, donate some stuff to us, some money. Because it does cost us a lot of money to bring it up here. And uh, this year uh, has actually been quite a tragic year for me. I lost my job. I wouldn't actually have arranged to come to Edinburgh if I'd known I was going to lose my job. So it's personally tragic for me. So if you want to feel guilty in that way, you can put some money in the hat that way. Uh, but there are more altruistic reasons to put the money in the hat, like supporting the arts. Because the government's not going to do that. So we have to do it together make the big society and then tell them they're not allowed in right so you know that's what we have to do because that's where we're at so that's the kind of thing that i'd like you to think about you can find us at stand up for tragedy on twitter you can make friends with the tragedy on facebook or you can like us on facebook if you don't want to make friends with us um, I'm doing a show tomorrow at the Conflicts with Charlie's Take Your Pick, Sophie's Choice. It's 3.15 uh, at uh, the Royal Oak. I'll be in conversation with someone called Megan Cohen, who's doing a brilliant show called Take Me Home that you should all check out and see uh, while you're in town. Um, the, yeah, that's it, really. I mean, uh, we're doing a show in London, if anyone's going to be down there. Uh, on the 25th of September, it's going to be an Edinburgh reunion with loads of our best uh, performers who we've met up here, and uh, that's going to be lovely. I, I had a tragic childhood, so I basically fill in silence, right? So the thing that has to happen here is somebody has to kind of break me off. Uh, yeah, there we go, some clapping. That's a good idea. Thanks very much. The tragedy is over. Please take your glasses when you leave to prevent future tragedy to the next show. This podcast was put together by me with the sound recorded by the excellent Stephen Harvey and the music was by Samuel Wilkinson and George Boston. Could uh, performers pick up their guitars and stuff? 